Latino. We're going to do part two of God created. Um, I want to echo my recap from last week. Is that okay? Yeah. I feel for me the um, biggest takeaway is God said. Um, and thus, if I wanted to mirror that image of being made like God, is the fact that Aya, what do you say to yourself? And what do you say to what you're going through? I gave you guys that example of when I was, I said I was praying and Susan was like, that's the wrong prayer. Thank God for what he's already given to you. I was praying about provision money and some ideas and stuff. And, and when she first said it to me, it hit her. I thought, fuck me. <laughs> but then Holy Spirit was like, speak. And it really encouraged me because Susan, Susan's been talking about you have authority for the last two weeks, right? You know, and he was, and Jesus was encouraging the disciples about, you know, don't be happy that, you know, demons submit to you. The most happiest thing you should have is that your names are written in the book of life. So, so even that whole thing of that before time, God has already written Ayokuno Duni in the book of life. That there's an authority that my life holds. Now I'm here in time. And God is going to use that by way of my faith, which is evidence through my speech. Your whole salvation is based on two things, what you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. I find that fascinating that I am in the light. I am saved by what I believe in my heart and say with my mouth. I'm going to quickly pray, and then we're going to finish today. One, two, one, two. Fam, you can do this to season, you know. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you for the blood. Thank you that our qualification to even speak and to hear and to draw near to you is because of the blood that was shed for us all. That is my confidence, and that is our confidence that before you, we are pleasing in your sight. So even as we go into your word, we're coming to your word not to be made right. We're coming to your word to come into agreement with what you have already said to us. We're coming to agreement today that a word will come out that will inspire us to live a life, oh God, that honors and glorifies you. That this word, oh God, will bring freedom, liberty, emancipation. That this word, oh God, will be a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. That this word, oh God, will be a word that will soothe our souls and be a refreshing water to our weariness, God. Today we come as children, saying, Lord, speak, and we will do as you say. And I pray you help me, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to... Um, list out a few pointers in Genesis chapter 1 to 5, um, some key points that I think are really going to help us. Um, so if we can go to Genesis 1, I'm going to read it here on my ESV, from 1 to 5, and it reads, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let 
there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. That was the first day. The first point I want to echo today is the consistency of God. The consistency of God. Everything God spoke at creation is still happening right now. The sun still orbits the earth. The moon is still there. The stars are still there. We've got some land left. We've got waters, you know, God bless climate change and all that good stuff. Everything God said in the beginning is still in motion right now. Why am I echoing this point? Creation is a story of God's faithfulness to his word. And that's enough proof for all of us here who are 25 and 30 and 20 and 18, that if God has said something to you, he cannot lie. This is why sin is so deep. Really? Thank you. This is why sin is so deep. Because creation is still obeying God till today. But then the crown of creation, you and I, are having issues obeying God. This is why sin is deep. Because God created in us the, the willpower to choose to worship him. That's why our worship to God is so much more precious than trees and land and animals. Because what happens when we don't deep the consistency of God is that we then, that's by default, guys, shift our worship to our choices over his word. So the Bible calls that idolatry. You guys follow me here, yeah? I'm just echoing these things so that we can just put it into ABC. If you're going to ask me for proof that God can't lie, I want you to go outside and tell me, are there still suns, suns you know, sun, clouds, sky? Are you walking on the ground, gravity, land? These are all evidences and proof that what God said is what God said. And it shall be, and it shall remain. You guys follow me here, yeah? So... It's key for us to understand this because the first calling we get when we get saved is called discipleship. And in discipleship, God says, deny yourself. What's going to be the biggest thing that's going to hinder you seeing God's creative power in your life? Self. I don't want to preach self in an unhealthy way where you don't like who you are. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about self where what you believe, what you think, what you say overrides what God says. You guys following me here, yeah? So there's a particular scripture in Romans 8, 19 to 21. I'm going to quickly read it. It's not on the screen. It says, For creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. 
For creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, which is God, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. So when sin happened, when you know Eve did that thing and Adam did that thing, obviously we began, we began to die. But creation began to decay. So climate change is very real, hallelujah. <laughs> in case you thought they were lying to you, it's very real. But then God in his faithfulness again has said, I'm gonna release a promise. And that promise is you and I, new creations. That the world is waiting for you to be revealed. Another word is manifest. So climate change is, is a sin problem now. And but the answer to climate change is you. So I see a picture of a world that God's created that has deviated because of sin. But because God is all wise and all knowing, and before the foundation of the earth, He's going to create SA, Sarah, He's going to create all you guys here and say, There's going to be a time where my children will grow up and be revealed, and creation will be set free from its frustration. I want to echo this so strong because there's a calling in your life. And this calling is that you are light. This is very key because the first thing God spoke at recreation was let there be light. God's answer to darkness is light. I find it interesting because God said, let light be, and light is. If we break it down more, that word be echoes to that God was essentially calling himself into manifestation to the answer of light. Let there be light. So light wasn't necessarily created, it was just became visible. Are you guys following me here, yeah? Read your Bible slow. Let there be light. Light was already there. It came into existence or into visibility, should I say. But that word be is interesting to me because it echoes to that whatever God makes is everlasting because he's everlasting. That's why there's still light. So when... God creates, he creates out of the substance of who he is. Well, what am I making this for? You were made in the image and likeness of God, which means with your creativity, it will always depend on the health of your well-being. That's why I was studying through the words, God didn't allow Israel to build Jerusalem until they had rest. 
Read your Bible. Anytime, you know Israel had a lot of wars, right? From First Kings, Chronicles, and whatnot. Anytime they were allowed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem or rebuild the temple, the Bible says, and when they had rest from all their enemies, then they began to build. I'm echoing this word rest, which we can translate to peace, because it speaks now to the area of your soul. The Bible says, let the peace of God reign as an umpire over your soul, Colossians 3.15. And we know that in peace in Hebrew, shalom speaks to the, to the, um, to the wholeness of one's being. So when I say peace, I'm not saying absence of difficulty. I'm talking about the stability and the substance of your soul. I'm talking about the ability to sleep in the midst of the soul. You guys following me here, yeah? So when God saw darkness, he wasn't afraid or he wasn't scared. He said, let there be. I put down here, you produce what you are. So next point I want to make to carry on from that is that um, this thing light is really interesting because now we find a scripture in Proverbs 8 that really opens up to us what was happening on the first day of creation. Um, and I'm of the belief that light is wisdom. And that wisdom is a person and that person is the word, also known as Jesus. I want to break it down. I want to bring it into our daily relevance. Proverbs 8, 22 to 23. The Bible says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. Verse 23. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. We've got a scripture in Proverbs 24. It says that wisdom builds a house. This whole chapter in Proverbs 8 is talking about a being called wisdom, and it breaks down its attributes, and we see that wisdom was there before the foundations of the world. So even when God was building planet Earth or building you and I, he was, he was essentially manifesting his wisdom. Christ was forming us. You guys following me here, yeah? So if light is wisdom, and wisdom is also a person, uh, Ephesians 5 gives us something really powerful now. Because Ephesians 5 says something that I want us to really echo and really sink deep today. It says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. As you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, please do not participate in useless deeds of darkness. But instead, even expose them. For it is disgraceful to even speak of the things which are done by them in secret. 
But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Why am I making the scripture? God charges us that we are no longer darkness, but now light. It, then he tells us to walk in the light. Last week I spoke about Ephesians 2.10, where we see that God has prepared works before time for you to do what? To walk in them. So there's an essence of where right now all of you are light. But it doesn't start there, or stop there, should I say. Walk in the light. And then I thought, isn't it interesting that later on in that same Ephesians 5, he now talks about walking in wisdom. He says, because you're now light, I need you to take heed to how you walk. Then he goes, make the most of your time. Because the days are evil. So, from here already, guys, I'm seeing a difference now. The powerful thing is this, God says, let there be light. And God says he separated the light from darkness and called light day and darkness night. So the first thing God created when he said light was that he gave us the power on how to use time. The first thing he did, guys, was separate light from darkness. That's why he now says to us, that once you are darkness and now light, I can't have you indulging in things of darkness. You're called to expose it. So to walk in light is to manage time. Because the days are evil. Remember I said it last month? The reality, most of our areas of sin struggles is, is how we use our time. If we're going to be really, really honest... If we, if we sat down and we talked about it, I'm telling you, your time management is creating space for you to sin. So when God says separate light from darkness the first day, you've got to ask yourself, are you a person of distinction? Are you separating things in your life from light and dark? Does your life expose darkness? Are you guys following me here? So we're seeing in that one verse, let there be light, and there was light. And God called the light day and darkness night, and that was the first day. We're seeing God already giving us keys to how to walk in what he's created us to be. Therefore, do not be foolish, verse 17 from Ephesians 5, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The Bible says wisdom builds a house. Understanding establishes it. So the wisest thing you can all do today is be saved. But then to walk in your calling, you need to get understanding. God's already built the framework. God's built the structure, the blueprint's there. Now he needs you to have understanding on how to lay the brick. Are you guys following me here? And he says, do not get drunk with wine, in which is debauchery, but be continually filled with the Spirit. If it's spiritual, it's practical, beloved. 
if it's spiritual, it's practical. He first addresses how we walk, and then he ends by telling us to be filled by his spirit. You know what that tells me? I can't do what God's called me to do without the help of the Holy Ghost. What's the first thing that Jesus says to them before he leaves? He tells them to wait. Their ability, Tossad, to manage time of 10 days of waiting would depict whether they'd be filled with the Spirit or not. When he said to them, wait, there was 500 people. By the time the Holy Spirit came, there was only 120. About 380, quick mass. Were able to, weren't able to steward the time, Tossad. And therefore, they missed out on the appointed time. Are you guys following me here? Yeah. So even when it came to the Holy Spirit, God, taught, God was teaching us to wait. Wait on the Lord. What's that song? Wait, wait on the Lord. He'll renew your strength. So you know what's powerful about this thing now is that God is consistently creating you. Or as I say, you're becoming all that he's created. And how you use your time will depict the height or the brightness or the fullness of that creation. You guys follow me here? The Bible says we're going from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. You guys hear me, yeah? So I said that light is wisdom. I said wisdom is a person and the person is the word a.k.a. Jesus. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him. And without him not anything made that was made. Let's look at verse 4. In him being Jesus was life. And then John tells us what that life was. That life was the light of men. And the light that shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. So the wisdom, which is the word, has life and light. So you are saved, and God wants you to get people saved. Remember, you are the light of the world. Let people, let your light shine. So you can have light and not be shining. That people may see your what? Your good works. And do what? Praise your Father in heaven. Have we seen a cycle here, guys? In him was life. And that life was the light of men. God has come to redeem and restore what was lost in the beginning. Through you and I. So there's a heavy dosage of responsibility or weight of the calling where God is saving people through you and I. I want to make it strong because it lets us be honest. You know, sometimes we use that you are the light of the world for self-motivation. We use the whole, just do good works 
to be absent of preaching the gospel. Uh, and then, you know, we just say these things because it sounds good, but reality is these things were, were, were called into existence for the gospel. Hallelujah. To be preached. You know, Mark says the gospel is to be preached to all creation, not even mankind. Once again, we're seeing God's big picture here. He wants to redeem this place we call earth. By who? The children of his glory. You guys follow me here? I'm making all of this because I'm trying to show you that in the beginning, in the story of creation, God was thinking about you and I. I want there to be an ignition of hope today that the consistency of God should spur you to go again. I'm making all of this because I want you to understand that all that you will be, God has already given it to you. I want to encourage you that time is a gift to unveil who you are. I want to edify some people to say they realize that your life is not what it is right now. There's more. I want to echo that whatever is happening right now, whatever darkness that you're indulging right now, God can speak light. In fact, you can speak light. I want to reclaim some authority that you have by being made in his image. And I want to challenge what are you saying to yourself and to your situation. You see, the beautiful thing about all of this is that it's tangible, beloved. Everything created is is seen. We see all of creation. What am I echoing this for? When God said it was good, he said it was beautiful. I want you guys to understand your life is being made beautiful over time. What's that scripture based? Ephesians 3, 11. Um, Ecclesiastes, thank you. The marriage one. Yes, and God makes everything beautiful in his time. So am I saying that the new you might take some time to manifest, yes. Am I saying that you need to imitate faith and patience? Yes. Am I saying that the test of our faith is whether we're patient or not? Yeah. You know, Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob, these men died believing, y'all. Their, their human eyes didn't see it. But look at us now. So is it MLK that says you need to find something worth dying for? What are you worth dying for? God demonstrated it to us. He sent his only son to die for us. That's what, he, that's what he says our worth is dying for. That I'm going to become like them. I will take their punishment. I will take all that they need to take that they may have life with me. What's yours? Because when you find it, beloved, it will drive your life. 
When you find it, beloved, I'm telling you, praying won't no longer be a struggle. When you find it, beloved, those desires that are war within will begin to subside. And just to be real, sometimes, sometimes, we're human, right? And for me personally, the older I get and the more mature I grow in Christ, I am so much more aware of my humanity. I have to echo this because we have feelings. And they're not to be demonized. I have to echo it because we go through things. And those two are not to be demonized. I have to echo it because right here, I can be saying what I'm saying right now, and you can go through here and go right here. And I have to really echo some word of encouragement that when it comes to walking with Jesus, don't wait for how you feel to say, what's good? Faith says, I feel despair, but I'm still going to say what's good. And when I say what's good, I mean speak something positive or like talking slang there. But you guys hear what I'm saying here? Yeah. I, have to, I have to say that because look at God at creation. I mean, this, is, this is just a thought. This is not, you know, um, Bible. That's a thought, so don't quote me. You know, when God created the world and then the world was dark and void and whatnot, like, does the world becoming dark, void, and, and, just, and just, you know, vanity, does, does that define who God is? So why are we letting ourselves be defined by what's wrong? Are you guys following me here? Let's be honest, if I created something today, and it didn't catch much views. It would, we would call it a failure, right? And then somehow, as humans, we attach our worth to what we do. But the Bible said, let there be light. What you do is not who you are. This is why we're echoing, believe, become, behold. Be, 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 be. It starts here. The greatest thing that you guys need is light. The perception to see what is dark as something beautiful. And that requires the help by the Holy Spirit. That requires your confession of faith. Are you guys following me here? That requires you to say something different to what it is. It doesn't mean you're crazy. Well, you know, it might be, yeah, you know, crazy faith. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that, but it means that you're not allowing what is seen that can lie to you about what God has said. Right now, angels are singing a song that I find confusing. They say, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of his glory. If we're going to all be real, are we living in glorious times right now? Man, that Putin is moving mad. <laughs> but, but the angels are not singing from the realm of time. They're singing from eternity. They're singing from heavenly places. My Bible told me that I'm seated there. My Bible told me that as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. So it's like what Carl said. I'm looking down, I can't see glory, I'm looking up. Set your heart on what? The things that are what? The Bible is very consistent.
had to whisper. Um, the Bible was very consistent. So when we say, behold, God is doing anything, the first word is behold, see. God is a desert right now. Ayo, I'm going to make her way. God is a wilderness. I'm going to make there a stream of living water. So I'm really, I think that's powerful scripture because once again, beloved, it, it has to be by way of the spirit. Why do I say that? God is spirit. So when he speaks to you, he's speaking to you on a spiritual paradigm. And, and he takes what is natural and says, I'm going to do something new. Don't you perceive it. I want you to change your lens. I want the eyes of your heart to gain understanding. And I want you to see what I see. And speaking. You guys following me here? Behold. Behold. I look again. I'm doing something new. Like I said before, what we see is not what it is. Bible says that the, un- the seen things were made by the things that are unseen. Yes, yes, when we get saved, the Bible says we don't walk by sight, but by faith. Yes. Faith coming by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. So it's almost as if I've got to walk around with a scripture over my eyes. New thing. I can't pay this book. New thing. New- Start seeing something new, beloved. Are you guys following me here? It's not about what's around you, beloved. It's about who's inside of you. When you got saved, you got filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's that same Holy Ghost in Genesis 1 verse 2 that was hovering over the face of the deep, that is hovering over your situation. And he's waiting for you to say something. Because it wasn't just until God said, let there be, that there was. And our faith is demonstrated or is made effectual or is is tangible by our word of confession. Are you guys following me here? So when I pray those prayers, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. This is what I'm praying about. I'm saying I'm not denying your reality. I'm saying there's something superior to that. I'm not denying your struggle. I'm saying there's something more than that. I'm not denying what's happening. I'm saying, hello, you've been given power to speak to that. Are you guys following me here? It is written, what eye has not seen, what air has not heard, nor has the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but these things have been revealed to us through his spirit. For the spirit that lives in you searches everything, even the depths of God. So are you seeing that this transformation, this new perception, this new understanding, is, is not even, it's not even human, guys, it's spiritual. And if it's spiritual, it's not what I see by my naked eye, it's what I hear God say. Are you guys following me here? It's not what I see with my natural eye, it's what the word says. So when Jesus says, get a war plan, 
That's spiritual. That's getting God's word versus your reality. Are you guys following me here? This is why you guard your eyes, you guard your ears, and you guard your heart. Because if you don't guard these things, what God is saying will be a struggle to believe. So when God is telling us to fast and do certain things and stop certain things, it's not because he's trying to be a harsh taskmaster. He's trying to guard the deposit he's put in you. He's trying to guard you from, from being contaminated and being perfect. He's trying to guard the, the fullness. He doesn't want you to shortchange yourself, beloved. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Others can, you can't, sorry. And that's okay. Because if, if you want to say in the next verse, what is for me is for me, are you doing what God said? You guys follow me here, yeah? yeah. The time is, is up. So I just want to ask to stand to our feet. And uh, I want to echo that. At a and we believe all of you here are creatives, and our belief of that is not based on art and music and drawings. Our belief in that is that every single day, you guys are creating a future by your choices. Yes, sir. Say that again. Every day, you are creating, by your choices, a future. And I want our prayer today to be that the Lord will make us wise. That Lord, you've, you've, you've commanded me to, to walk as the wise, to walk in the light. Teach me. Susan will tell you every single day I pray, Lord, help me. Lord, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, teach me. I've learned the older I get, the more I need to become like a child. Some of us are too old for God. Our, our prayers are too old for God. Become like little children. God says that he has hidden these things from those who think they are wise and more eloquent. And he has given these secrets to children. The number one trait of children, they believe whatever you tell them. So once again, beloved, the foundation of your life is what you believe. And what you believe you will become. So my life right now is just evidence of my beliefs and choices. And if you don't like it, do something about it. So I want us to pray. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, teach me how to walk in the light. And if it's spiritual, it's practical. So certain things will come to her and to mind. Write it down. Get practical. Walking means you need to make movement. Let's pray in Jesus' name. That the Spirit of God, who the Bible calls a teacher, the Spirit of God that the Bible says will teach you all things. Today, we come again and we say, Lord, we want to be open 
to your teachings, to, to your ways. We want to relinquish, Father, our ways and our opinion. We want to get to a place, God, where I can trust you with all of my heart. Would you deal, Lord God, with my disappointment? Would you deal with my shame? Would you deal with these areas of my life, God, that, that, that are hindering me from fully yielding? One of the ways you walk in the light is that you bring what is in your darkness to the light by way of confession. Hmm. So I really want to encourage y'all today. Name and call that thing that is in your life that is dark. And by way of confessing to the Lord, you are, you are walking in the light. For the Bible says that if we can confess our sins, God is faithful, once again, and just to forgive our sins. And we will have fellowship with him who is light. Father, I decree over this ministry, I decree over every eyes in this room right now, and I prophesy, let there be light. Let there be understanding. Remove ignorance right now, God. Confront our stubbornness, oh God. Confront our self-willed ways, oh God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from self-deception. May we not just hear what you're saying and refuse to do it. But today, may there be a supernatural wave of the grace of God that will enable us to do what is right and pleasing in your sight. Today, we say yes again. Today, we say yes again. Today, we say yes again. Today we say yes again. Today we say yes again. For some of you here, a, a new yes, a daily yes, is required for you to be taught of the Lord. For some of you here, there are new instructions regarding your devotional life. For some of you here, there are directives concerning your social activity. For some of you here, God is saying, try again. I'm hearing that word again. Apply again. But some of you here is going back to what you left and pick it back up again. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy over February right now, and I command new things begin to spring forth, spring forth, spring forth. Father, we're decreeing today in the name of Jesus, new passions, new zeals, new hungers, new thirst. Today we're saying, deliver us from evil and give us a daily bread. I heard Lord say, I am a God who forgives. And I count not your sin against you. Hmm. I am a God who forgives. And I count not your sin against you. Father, we speak to the consequences of sin right now. We speak to the power of shame and guilt. Powerlessness. God, the, 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 the thoughts that come that God will reject us. These things that underpin our faith and cause us to walk in unbelief. I'm asking 
for the blood of Jesus to reach those low valleys right now. That the confidence we have in what we're praying today is not on how well we have been, but on the precious blood of Jesus. That our righteousness is all the same in you. <laughs> I am the God who forgives. And I count not your sin against you. I want to take a leap of faith. Don't feel under pressure. If it applies to you, please come. Because I'm hearing God repeat it. And as a family, we're going to pray for you. I want you to understand that God is a shepherd. And I want you to understand that he's not in the business of leaving anybody behind. He leaves 99 for one. Hmm. There's more of you. I want to encourage you to take this step of faith to come forward. It doesn't need to have to be sin, guys. Hmm. When I say sin, sorry, I mean it doesn't need to be, um, you know, you've been doing something deep in the dark. You know, the Bible calls unbelief a sin. If you're struggling to believe God, if you're in a tussle, if you're, if you're like Jacob, who's, who, who's struggling to think that God can still use him in, in spite of his darkness, I want you to come to the front. I, I want you to come. Hmm. And I want to encourage you and edify you and exhort you this afternoon. You coming is an act of faith. And this is the type of faith that pleases God. Not that you're going to live perfect, but that you come to him. Hmm. Give me some, baby. Tassan, Iman, feel free to pray with people. Today, God. Old things have passed away, and all things become. Lift your hands, beloved. If you have a word, let me know. 
Holy Spirit, help me. Lift your hands down. God, would you look at our surrender? It, it, it might be weak, Lord, but it's all that we have. Would you look at our surrender? It, it, we're not all together, but this is what we have. Lord, our hands may have blood on them, but they... Our bodies are marred and dark. But a broken spirit, you will not despise. Look at our surrender, Abba. And would you wave a banner over this house called love? And may this love pierce into every darkness in the name of Jesus. May perfect love cast out fear in the name of Jesus. May the love of God may the love of God be shed upon every heart in this room today guys we're leaving here today like Paul said Lord I am convinced and I am persuaded Stephanie you are convinced and you are persuaded Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Nothing, Carl, shall separate you from the love of God. No things present, no things to come. No angel, no demon. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. So therefore we decree as his children, we are more than conquerors. And today we conquer. And the Bible says that those that are born of God have overcome the world. And he says, Carl, that our overcoming is our faith. God, I'm decreeing today May the love of God energize faith. The Lord receives you. The Lord is waving a banner over every person in this room. And that banner is love. You see, when I say surrender, when you surrender, you put your hands up. It's a term of warfare. And it's the terminology that they use to say that the other army says, look, it's over, I can't, we can't win, we surrender. And they wave a banner, I think it's normally a white flag. So when I say that you lifting your hands as a sign of surrender, the Lord who fights your battles is waving a banner called love. 
You see, your war against sin, as we call it, is not really you fighting sin. God is fighting it for you. No, 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 no. I said we're wrong. The victory has already been won. I need to renew your mind towards your struggle today. I'm not praying for you to be free. I'm telling you, you are free. I want you to have a renewed mind to whatever is happening in life today. And I want to tell you, we're not praying for it to be, we're saying you already are. You are free. You are loved. You are cherished. You are adorned. You are victorious. You are the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. You are his prized possession. You are made in his image and likeness. You are the offspring of God. That is your identity, beloved. That is who you are. May this word, Father, may this very moment be a seed today. And may it reap a harvest in the days to come. restoration. I speak the Father's love right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Jesus' name, amen.